sensation and sounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Magnesium is naturally found in foods like... This is the Well and Good Podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. While many of us have come to be familiar with retrogrades, eclipses, and other chaos amongst the planets and stars, One planet in particular can shift our perspective into a totally different plane. I'm senior producer Taylor Camille, and today we're checking in with the ever-talented astrologist Kira Taborn, founder of Astrology, the Cusp Astrology app, and her own podcast, Astrology Show, where she has conversations for any and everything you want to know about the stars and how they play out in your life. So get your birth charts ready because Kira has a lot to say about what to expect and how to deal when Saturn returns. Today we're talking about Saturn returns. What is the Saturn return and why should we know about it? Saturn is the farthest planet that we can see with our naked eye. We can see all the way up to Saturn. I don't think a lot of people know that. Like even in New York City, <laughs> when the planets are visible, you know, sky's clear enough, which usually it's clear enough to see planets, maybe not all the stars, but planets are pretty, tend to be pretty bright. You can see up to Saturn. And past Saturn, we can't see Uranus, Neptune, Pluto um, with the naked eye. So we treat, at least in traditional astrology, we treat those planets, the outer planets differently than we do the visible planets, the seven traditional planets. So Saturn represents this like boundary of what is known to be real. And therefore Saturn has a lot of associations with literally like boundaries, structures, limitations, restrictions, things that represent, you know, the the edge. You could even think of it as like the liminal, right? Like that boundary between what's real and what's not. So Saturn has a lot of associations with reality as well. And with that, like the harsh reality, right? What's real and tangible? What are the facts? (laughs) And that can be a lot to deal with. I also like to think of, you know, Saturn just as a planet. What does it look like? It's this gas giant like Jupiter, but Saturn is bound by these rings, right? These like rings of icy rocks. And it has a very distinct difference from Jupiter in that way. Jupiter has so much to do with expansion and growth and 
you know, the ability to just be big and do things big, where Saturn is so much more about restraint and restriction and keeping things within the boundaries, within the containers that they're meant to be in. Thinking about Saturn being like this gas giant surrounded by these rings, I like to often think of like Saturn's influence as sort of, you know, wrapping its rings around us. When we're dealing with Saturn, it's sort of like Saturn kind of comes in and like puts its rings around. It's like, okay, this is where we're at right now. And you're not leaving this space. So deal with what's in front of you (laughs) because there's no escaping this. First, I thought you were describing an embrace. And then I'm like, no, no, it's not an embrace. It is a confinement. That's the thing. It's both. It's either or, you know, and that's something I like to help reframe for a lot of my clients is like, yes, this can feel like restriction and limitation and like you're stuck, you know, when you're in a Saturn transit. But also you can reframe it as like Saturn's giving you this container to work this out in, you know, and this is just where you need to be. And if you work through it, then it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be seen as this restrictive thing, although it's often felt that way. And that's just that's the nature of Saturn. That's the nature of reality, right? Like reality is constricting, you know, our bodies, the physical forms that our souls are dwelling within that Saturn, the fact that we have to like incarnate in these dense physical flesh suits and have to deal with the consequences of the fact that like we're all going to die. That's Saturn. That's reality. Saturn also is literally like reality constructs. So things like time is ruled by Saturn. If you think about the root word of like chronology, chronos, is connected to Saturn, the Lord of time. With that comes like maturity and growth and and responsibility, you know, the responsibilities that comes with maturity and the limitations that come with that. Again, like our bodies start to wear after a while. For some people, Saturn issues might feel like they're always running out of time or there's never enough time. Saturn can also have to deal with responsibilities, but also authority and like the structures that we have to exist within both societally and and just like structurally in the like systems that we dwell within. Having to deal with government, having to deal with things is just a Saturn, (laughs) a Saturn phrase. As the farthest planet from the sun, and we're talking just the classical traditional planets, it is therefore the coldest planet, the driest planet, um, and the darkest planet. So it has a lot to do with the the experience of like darkening or becoming frigid, becoming stuck, things like depression, the idea of pressure, you know, like feeling under pressure can be very Saturnian too. And so these are all themes that come up during the Saturn return. But the Saturn return, when Saturn returns <laughs> to, to, to the position it was when you were born, and this will typically happen every 28 to 30 years. It's this like two and a half, three year long period while Saturn moves through that sign where you're experiencing maturity and growth. I always think of it as like building a house. If your life is a house and the first 30 years, you're just like building the foundation. And at the Saturn return, you're finishing up that foundation. And from there, you get to decide where you're going to put things, how you're going to decorate. 
What did you kind of pick up from going through it at the same time as your mom was going through it? I'll say I'm still in it. I think you're you're in your Saturn return for the entire period that Saturn's in that sign. I was born with Saturn at the very beginning of Aquarius. My mom's is at the very end. It's literally at like 29 degrees. So she doesn't even get her exact return until like right before it's about to end. I mean, for me, I got like three exact returns, which happens to people because Saturn will like retrograde and come back to that natal point multiple times. I had like a month long Saturn return because it stationed retrograde right on top of my natal Saturn. (laughs) And this is right at the beginning of the pandemic. My Saturn's in my 12th house. And if you're going to look at your own Saturn return, whether you've had it before or you're looking at it coming up, you want to look at where Saturn is in your chart. So look at the sign. Look at the house that's in. That's a really big deal. Look at the house because that's the area of life where like this action's mostly taking place. Also very important, look at the two houses that Saturn rules in your chart. So Capricorn and Aquarius the two houses that those signs are in. I will say one major theme that comes up with a lot of people, regardless of where your Saturn is, is this theme of reparenting. And it's very loud. I've seen it be very loud for a lot of people. That happens in multiple stages too. In the lead up to your Saturn return, when you're like 27, you get what's called your progressed lunar return. has to do with progressions, the progress chart. But essentially, that's sort of like the lead up to the Saturn return where you start to really like have to figure out how to take care of yourself, especially in like a body sense, you know, in a a physical sense, like what you need to do to like literally feed yourself and and care for yourself. And oftentimes that means confronting ways that like you're not taking care of yourself, right, in ways that maybe you never learned how to take care of yourself. And so there's literally this like reparenting process of like, okay, I guess I have to like learn how to get into the habit of working out regularly because like it's not about losing weight and it's not about, you know, having to stay in shape. It's about like my body literally starts to like hate me if I don't move it regularly, right? Like those type of things where it's like no one's telling you to do it. You just got to do it. What would you say are those fears or the resistance of just coming to terms with the fact that you're in this moment and you've got to make some changes? Something that happens a lot is, you know, again, Saturn being the Lord of time and Saturn returning, kind of making its presence a lot more, you know, felt and and louder can often feel like I'm, I'm running out of time, you know, and there might be a resistance to that. I've seen it a lot with people moving through the Saturn returns where they're like, I'm 30 or I'm about to turn 30 and I haven't done anything yet. Or like, I have nothing to show of my life or I still don't know what I want to do with my life. And it's like this, this idea that like their time is running out. Then there's a resistance to like having to do something about that um, because it's scary when you have to like face those fears. And I think it's totally valid, especially the world we live in. Everything is so unstable. There's so much economic instability, especially. It's totally valid fear to feel that way. But also it's important for folks to remember that like your path doesn't need to look like everyone else's and usually it won't. Another thing is just just responsibilities, just like the weight of your duty. It's just this societal pressure, this internalized like idea of where you're supposed to be or where you should be and where you're at. 
And again, feeling like there's not enough time or there's not enough resources or what have you. It's really just a time to like be really present with the progression of time and just the like what Saturn is sort of guiding you towards mastery in and then you don't have to think of it as like you have to become a master think of it more of like a lifetime thing you know you develop over multiple Saturn returns what is this is an area of life where Saturn is that you really that Saturn really wants you to like hunker down and and do your best to get right this round man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I wanted to touch on the future of Saturn. So right now you mentioned it's in Aquarius and then next year it will be in Pisces. What can people who are entering their Saturn return next year in Pisces expect? I wrote these really great blog posts for each of the Saturn signs of like the millennials. So there's one for Saturn in Scorpio, one for Saturn in Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Those are all the Saturn signs of the millennials. The Saturn in Pisces one is like by far the most a popular one because they're very, you know, they're very anxious and interested to see what's what's to come for them. Saturn in Capricorn and Saturn in Aquarius are both domiciles of Saturn. So there's this particular like strength, just like this particular dignity that Saturn has in Capricorn and Aquarius that I think is really indicative of a big chunk of our generation because half of us have that. I think it really speaks to this like seriousness and reverence for rebuilding and, and restructuring and on a structural level and also like societally, especially when we're talking Saturn and Aquarius. I think with Saturn and Pisces, it loses all dignity that it had in Capricorn and Aquarius. So it's now under like Jupiter's purview. And it's very, again, Jupiter and Saturn are very different planets in a lot of ways. Saturn's all about limitations. Jupiter's all about boundlessness, especially in Pisces, right? And so you get a really interesting combination. And, and something I see, and I wrote about this in the article with um, Saturn and Pisces, is this weight, this responsibility that they feel to like heal the world. Like they just really feel like they need to like heal the pain in the world. And they kind of take that they take that on, they take that responsibility on where they shouldn't, <laughs> in my opinion, you know, like personally, you can't, you can't save the world. Part of that is really like disappointing and maybe even like might spark some defense. But I think the other part of it is like really relieving because it's like, you're don't, you, it's not your responsibility to save the world at all. Start with yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> start with you and we'll go from there, you know? That's going to be a really big part of Saturn and Pisces. Saturn returns is like, again, it's like, how do you build structure in the ocean? How do you, and, and what that looks like is a ship, you know? Um, so it's really about structuring their life in a way that will allow them to float and, and flow in the ways that they need. Cause it's like, they need something flexible. They need structure that's going to be able to carry them through, you know, the storms. Right. And I think mm-hmm. it's just really important for them to focus on, on the ways that they can localize and internalize, I think, that the healing that they want to externalize to the world, because that's just a really big part of that generation is they are just like, they want to heal everybody. And I love it. I think that's it's so beautiful. I don't I just worry about them getting demoralized, you know, and hopeless when they realize that's not possible. <laughs> I'm not saying that the world's going to be like shit forever, but it's just that like, History says that like attempts to save the world don't really work, (laughs) aren't really a thing. It starts with you, just like Michael Jackson said, man in the mirror. Um, (laughs) That's what I would say for the Saturn and Pisces crew. Your Saturn return, you know, if your Saturn is in Pisces, your Saturn return is going to start in March of next year. I think another thing I want to say to people who have yet to have their their Saturn return and, you know, it's upcoming for the Pisces folks, just know it looks differently for everyone. And something that might be helpful is thinking if you have a day chart or a night chart, because you'll experience Saturn differently, depending. If you were born in the daytime, meaning if the sun was above the horizon, if it was after sunrise or before sunset, you were born in the day. And that makes you a diurnal person. And Saturn um, tends to be, I don't want to say easier to work with, but less challenging. It it kind of will manifest as as a more protective influence. Whereas if you're born at nighttime, it's kind of the opposite. Saturn will tend to manifest as a more challenging, difficult, you know, limiting influence. I like to say it's like for night chart people, Saturn might be experienced as like the prison guard who's like keeping you trapped and locked in place. Whereas for day chart people, Saturn might be experienced as your grandma watching you to make sure that you're not running into the road. You know, it's like, here's your playpen. Here's a safe place to explore. But stay here because, you know, this is where you need to be right now. You know, it just there's just a different quality to Saturn for folks born during the day or night. Of course, this is a generalization. You might have really intense Saturn stuff <laughs> or, you know, not so bad Saturn stuff if you're a day, night chart, whatever. But that's one way to think of it. And regardless, you know, if you're a night chart and you're going through a Saturn return or you're thinking back on yours or you're going to have one, you're going to experience Saturn and the return more in that like limiting, restricting potentially like controlling or pressured way. Not to say that you won't experience that at all as a day chart, but I think day chart folks have a better um, relationship with time and like the idea of like, okay, yeah, like this is where I'm at. This might be hard, but I can probably like if, you know, these things shift and then like I can get to this point in time later, like there's just like a, 
a more um, accepting, that's the word, uh, relationship with Mm -hmm. these constructs that Saturn imposes on us. Saturn's not really imposing it, but, you know, I will say it's not like day charts don't get shit. We get Mars. Mars is our difficult planet for day charts. Easier for night chart people to work with Mars. It's just that Mars, you know, we get a Mars return every two years and it's not as, it doesn't last for three years. It usually lasts for like a week. (laughs) So Mars is that acute transit, whereas Saturn is the chronic. Saturn's going to last a lot more, a lot longer. I I'm a night chart, so I know Saturn kicks my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for you. I mean, for me, I'm definitely feeling it hardcore in a sense of like I'm I'm definitely feel so much more mature than I was, you know, two years ago when this started. And I wonder how I'll feel in a year even, but like just the ability to like enforce boundaries, right. ability to stand up for myself, the ability to like just make difficult decisions and All the things, like you really do grow up during it, especially if you just lean into it and say like, well, this is my grow up phase and this is what I need to be doing right now. Also, give yourself time to move through it. It's not a sprint and Saturn won't let you speed through it anyway. (laughs) So it's like, allow yourself to feel what you need to feel about it. It's okay to grieve your, you know, your youth. Thank you, Kira. Sad note, but good note to end on. Okay, well, the good note is that when you graduate from your Saturn return, you usually get a little treat. I don't know what it is yet for me, but I think it's worth it. Okay, we'll find out. <laughs> I'll be waiting for the treat. The I'm treat. for the treat. Waited <laughs> breath. On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Kira Taborn. This episode was produced by Ella Dove, Helena Rosen, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt Didomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette.